You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 103. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to teach you and coach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through those urges to binge, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, welcome, my friend. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about why slowing down can actually help your weight loss. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. This episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is a coaching group that helps you pursue your goals of eliminating emotional eating, losing your extra weight, and of course, bringing more happiness into your life. We use my unique Eat Think Love program with me as your coach and a beautiful group of women just like you for support and accountability. Be sure to check the show notes when we're finished for more information about the Freedom Group and the Eat Think Love program. Now, let's get started with today's coaching session. Here's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share a personal story about what I do when I listen to my podcast that made me realize I was speeding up my life too fast and that you might be doing the same thing. We're going to talk about what your speed of life actually is and how you can tell and whether it's working for you, signs that it is and signs that it is not working for you. We're going to talk about how your speed of life relates to your weight and your eating and why slowing down might help you, what it will give you. And of course, you know, we're going to talk about how to actually do what I'm sharing with you. So here's what's happened to me. I'm going to share this little secret with you. You know, each week I do some research and I do some writing and then I record a podcast for you. And then when they come out every Tuesday, as I'm taking a walk, usually with my little pooch, Henry, I listen to my own podcast one time just to make sure that I'm giving you the quality that I hope and think that I am. When I do that, I listen to my podcast at one and a half speed. If you listen to it on iTunes, they give you an option of half speed, regular full speed, one and a half speed, and two times speed, which is really, really fast. So I listen to it at one and a half speed. Why do I do that? Two reasons. Secretly, I like the way my voice sounds better, speed it up a little bit. Some people have told me my voice and the way that I do the podcast is soothing and comforting. And some people have actually critiqued me and said that I talk too slow. So when I listen to it to my ear, I sound a little bit better at one and a half speed. But it's kind of funny because we get to choose a speed on how we listen to it, and it's a conscious thing. But what I'm wondering when we listen, can you really learn at one and a half speed? Can you absorb what you're hearing? Or are you just skimming through it? And that made me start to think about the speed of our lives. What is your speed of life? I want you to think about all the different things that make up your life. 
when you think about your week? Is it all about how much you can get done, how much you can cram in there, how fast you can do it? When you start your day, is your goal to do as much as humanly possible? What does it feel like when you intentionally move through your day? And how can you tell what your speed of life is? Well, look at your results. What are your results? What are you able to change? Are you actually making changes that you hope to make? Or are you moving through things so quickly that nothing changes, everything stays the same, and you're baffled about why nothing is changing? I want to know how deeply you're learning things, because I know when I listen to myself at one and a half speed, and when I move through my day at one and a half speed, I'm all on the surface. I'm hearing it with one ear, meaning that my mind is not engaged. My mind may be hearing it, but it's not absorbing it to the degree that I could actually take action and do something about what I'm hearing. Do you always feel harried? In your life, when you think about your week and your schedule, and somebody talks about fun or pleasure or self-care, do you think that fun is a waste of time? Do you think that self-care is for others, but not for you yet until you get everything else done? Think about that. Do you believe in the old saying, I'll sleep when I'm dead? Now, I haven't heard that in a few years, so I may be dating myself here, but lots of high-energy type A personalities believe that there is no time for rest now or play or pleasure or even sleep, and their goal is to live at two times the speed of life, trying to get done as much as possible, and they can sleep and enjoy life in the end, in the next life. These are indicators, if you're saying yes to any of those questions, that speed is more of a priority to you than quality. And when you're trying to make a change, you need to truly absorb on a deep level so that you can take action, so that you can incorporate a thought and turn it into a change in your actual life. So are you moving quickly, one and a half to two times the speed of life? You have an idea. I know that you have an idea of how you're doing things. The best indicator of how you're doing things and whether they're actually working for you is how you feel. So if you feel peaceful and you're getting things done that matter to you and the results feel good, you're able to capture and care for all the major categories of your life, and you're able to work on your goals, then even if you're moving fast, somehow it's working for you. But if you feel like you have no time to think, and you just get through your day getting it over with and acting on autopilot, which also means that you're thinking on autopilot, then any change is going to be exceptionally hard. So much of what you do moves so fast. There are no conscious thoughts. There will always be thought, but it's hard to create a conscious thought to take you in the direction that you actually want to go. What are the signs that it might be working or that it might not be? Let's say that you're trying to change a behavior. You're trying to change how you eat, think, and feel the way you act, the way you take care of yourself. 
If you're trying to do something and you know what it is, yet you keep doing the same old thing, then it is not working. If you avoid your emotions and you rush through them to get to what might feel better, then you might be eating instead of feeling, then you're not living your life at a speed that you could absorb things and make changes. If you pay attention to some things in your life, but there's a whole giant category of things that you ignore, then it is not working living at the speed you're at because there are no empty places in your calendar and in your life and in your schedule and on your to-do list for just being and just thinking and not always doing. If this is the case for you and you recognize yourself in what I just described, then most likely you will always do the same things you've always done. Now, how does all this relate to weight loss? I'm sure you want to know. But to make any changes, you need to do things differently. You know that. In order to do things differently, you need to feel differently. In order to feel differently, you need to create a whole different set of thoughts. And in order to do this, you need to become aware of the whole process. Once you become aware of the whole process, you can jump in at any point and make a change. But if you're moving at one and a half speed, like I do when I listen to myself, you lose all awareness of the nuances of what you do, all the little details, how you think. And you'll also lose awareness of what your default is and where you might make changes. You don't see the possibilities. Once you have this awareness, you can see where you might do one part or more differently. But in order to even see it, let alone do it, you need some space and time. Now, why slow down at all? Because then you get to decide what you're doing and thinking and feeling and see if it's going in the right direction instead of just going with the old default MO of what you always do. If you slow down, you will get to notice and understand why you are where you are. And this applies to everything. It applies to your eating. It applies to your relationships, your work, your finances, your health, your self-care. This is something that I am especially personally working on right now. And that is my health. And when I try to accomplish so much and speed up and push myself, then my health becomes something that I put off and put off. And right now I'm getting some wake-up calls that are making me do the opposite. And that's why I was inspired to talk to you about this today, because I am putting space and time into my life so that I have time to make my health a priority. I want you to ask yourself in all of those areas, eating, self-care, health, money, work, relationships, what's going well and what could use more attention. All of them become more noticeable to your awareness when something is wrong, when it's not the way you wish it were. And in order to make change, to feel good, to truly feel appreciative of what you do have, to feel the value of being who you are, 
And to be able to be curious about why you do what you do, you need some space, space to think. Now, what I do not mean is this. I do not mean that you have to write in a journal two hours a day. I don't know anyone who does that. I do not mean that you have to meditate two hours a day unless you love these things and you have that kind of time. I don't really know anyone that has that kind of time and they're not necessary to do that much. But slowing down, making empty space helps you go from unconscious to conscious and change is only possible when there is consciousness and awareness. If you feel every single moment, there is no room for original thought. If there's no room for original thought, this means that you're operating on autopilot. This means you are doomed to keep doing what you've always done. Now, if you like where you are, maybe that's okay with you. But if you want to make some conscious changes, if you want things in certain areas of life to be different, that has to change. If you were learning a new language, you would need to allot a certain amount of time to do it. And then you would add it in slowly and practice it because every time you would try to read or speak in the new language, in the beginning, you would have to pause and do a mental translation, right? You would eventually be able to do it fluidly and naturally without the translation. But when you're trying to change how you think and feel and eat, then you need space and time. And I mean mental space to make the translations. Think about your eating and try to frame it this way. I used to think blank and I used to feel blank and then I would eat even when I wasn't hungry. Now I want a new result. So I need mental space to translate how I used to think to this new way of thinking. This will allow me to feel differently. And then I need mental space to be able to see when this is happening, and to be able to say, oh, I'm no longer hungry, time to stop. When your life is moving at one and a half speed, though, there's no pause, there's no self-examination. You just inevitably keep doing what you've always done. Now, let's pause for a minute and think about the objections that are coming up right now for you. I think some of the most common ones that you might be thinking are, I just have too much to do. I can't afford to slow down or pause. There's too much on my list and it must get done. I have kids and you know what that means. There's always a lot to do. Or maybe you're thinking, my job just demands so much of me and I need my job. I have to work. I don't have a choice. Or maybe it's coming from a positive place, but it's still giving you a negative result. Something like this thought. I have so many different interests and I don't want to miss out on anything that I would love to do. But here is where you need to make peace with reality. And that is your reality. What is your life like? What is truly, truly unchangeable? And what is possibly changeable? If you want a different result, but you refuse to be open to even think about a new way of being then you are banging your head against the wall and you will keep doing the same actions and you will keep getting the same results. 
If you want different results, you're going to need to examine your usual excuses and turn them into reasons that could be worked with. Is this something you might consider putting on a back burner for a while? Not giving it up, but maybe you could just look at it as adjusting priorities versus giving something up totally. Because I do believe that you can have it all in your life, but big but, maybe not just all at once. The myth of having it all leads you to believe that you can have and do everything you want all at the same time. And this makes you feel like a kid who stamps their feet and says, no, I want it and I want it now. But when you operate that way, then you are forcing things. You're trying to squeeze more things into your life without surrendering to reality. I know, I know, I can hear you now saying, but I love to do blank or I have to do blank. I can't afford the luxury of sitting down and thinking. But let me say this, if you don't give yourself the time and space to sit and think sometimes, then you will continue to think the way you do, to do what you do, and to get what you already have. So if you want a change, then you need to change how you live to allow space for the change you want. Have I convinced you yet that you need time to think? Consider it and look at the reasons that keep coming up, telling you why you can't do that. It's not a surprise, right? Because your brain is programmed, your lower brain, to keep you doing what you've always done. By pausing and evaluating how your life is going, you're actually going against the grain of habit, and that is always uncomfortable. So how can you do this? How do you slow down to make change? Notice where you're multitasking. See if you could say no to that. See if there's anything on your list to do that you could at least temporarily say no to. I want you to divide things into what is a must and what is a maybe. Look at what you love and what you actually look at as an obligation. I want you to reevaluate everything you currently do. And yes, you need to commit a little time to do this. So are there any spaces right now? I want you to brainstorm what could possibly change, even if you originally thought that nothing could change. Are there any obligations you can get out of? Before you say no, look at each thing you do. Do you have any blank times before work or after work or on the weekend? If your whole life is equally jam-packed, here's the truth. Change will be nearly impossible. If you keep going at one and a half speed and you continue to be frustrated, sometimes the universe is going to give you a little tap on the shoulder to stop, to pause, to examine, to slow down. And when you have ignored that tap for a long time, maybe you might get a bigger signal, like suddenly your clothes no longer fit, like getting sick and having no choice but to slow down and take care of something because now it's become critical, like waking up and being unhappy, even when you're doing things that used to make you happy. 
Here's what I want you to do and think about for this coming week. Make a little list or a big list of what you do and really be objective. Are there any spaces, mental or time-wise? I used to be really proud when my calendar was so tight that I literally had trouble reading it. And I'd have all kinds of highlighter colors, and they were all coded for what I did for work, for family, for errands. And then there was a color for fun, for me. And of course, guess which color was just not visible? How do you feel about each thing that you do? Can you trade? Can you barter with anyone? Don't automatically say no, please. Can you postpone and put some things off? to make yourself a priority, just start playing with the idea of slowing down to gain what you really want. When you automatically say, there's no way I can do this, then I want to challenge you to say, if my life or someone I love's life depended on this, I would find a way. That is it for our coaching session today about the idea of slowing down to actually move your weight loss and eating goals forward. You know what you need to stay focused on. And before you go, I want to remind you of just a few little things. Number one, if you love these podcast coaching sessions and would love to take more action on what you're learning here, then check out the show notes for more information about my Weight Loss Made Real podcast study guide created for you to take what you're learning here and apply it to your life, because that is how you create change. Number two, if you want to take it even one step further, also in the show notes is a link to get on the wait list for the Freedom Group, where you can be coached directly, personally by me, and get support and accountability in the group using my Eat, Think, Love program, the same one that I use with my one-on-one clients. And last, if you're new, be sure to grab a free downloadable copy of my full-length book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. So you can see what has kept you from being successful, clear it all up, and move toward what you want most, permanent weight loss and freedom from the whole emotional eating and binge eating problem. I hope to see you back here next week, where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and binge eating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do, because we know that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you, and I will see you next week.